1: my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today. Or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484-LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlu.com or call 844-648-4LOU. everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for joining us. Israel expanding its ground assault on Hamas in Gaza. The IDF keeping up its incredible constant bombardment of Hamas positions throughout Gaza. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu quickly rejecting any calls for a ceasefire, saying, quote, Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Nor should it happen. Netanyahu made it clear the day after the October 7th massacre that this will be a war to destroy Hamas to annihilate the terrorists in Gaza. Netanyahu compared the Hamas October 7th massacre to Pearl Harbor to September 11th and says, victory will be Israel's cackling queen of giddy, Vice President Kamala Harris, laying low as she possibly could of late, but she surfaced over the weekend on 60 Minutes. Harris showing why she's often in hiding, why she doesn't really know much. She was asked about sending troops into the region and said the United States has no intention of sending our troops into Gaza or Israel. She made those comments after there were reports that we already have some of our troops there.
0: We have absolutely no intention, nor do we have any plans to send combat troops into Israel or Gaza,
2: period. Vice President Harris told us the US is not telling Israel what to do, but is providing advice, equipment, and diplomatic support.
0: A terrorist organization, Hamas, slaughtered hundreds of young people at a concert By most estimates, at least 1,400 Israelis are dead. Israel, without any question, has a right to defend itself. That being said, it is very important that there be no conflation between Hamas and the Palestinians. The Palestinians deserve equal measures of safety and security, self-determination and dignity. And we have been very clear that the rules of war must be adhered to and that there be human humanitarian aid that flows.
1: Harris may actually be more lost and confused than the puppet president himself. Ask whether she's ready to run if Biden decides not to run in 2024.
2: Here she is. We were talking to some Democratic donors mm-hmm. and they have told us that should something befall President Biden and he is not able to run, Mm -hmm. that there would be a free-for-all for for who would run as president. You are in the spot that that would be a natural for you to step up, but we're hearing from donors that they would not naturally fall into line. Why is that?
0: Well, first of all, I'm not going to engage in that hypothetical, because Joe Biden is very much alive and running for re-election. But you do know.
2: I mean, that is a... Concern and and a legitimate concern, I would say.
0: I hear from a lot of different people a lot of different things, but let me just tell you, I'm focused on the job. I truly am. Our democracy is on the line, Bill, and I frankly in my head do not have time for parlor games when we have a president who is running for re-election. That's it.
1: Marxist dim and former press secretary Jen Psaki took to the Marxist MSNBC show this weekend to make fun of Christians and one Christian in particular, the new speaker of the house Mike Johnson, all because he says he is a Bible-loving Christian. Take a listen to just how ignorant these Marxist dims can be.
3: First glance, Mike Johnson does seem fine, finish, conservative, yes, but he once started a civility caucus with a Democrat And I mean, if nothing else, he wears a suit and has glasses. How threatening can this guy actually be? Well, he gave us all a little clue as to how he would govern in an interview this week.
4: I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious. People are curious. What does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, That's
3: my worldview. You heard that right. The Bible doesn't just inform his worldview, it is his worldview. In fact, during his first speech in his new job, Johnson suggested that his election as speaker was an act of God. Talk about a bit of a humble brag there. So what exactly has God apparently called on Mike Johnson to do? Well, his views on policy are essentially what you'd expect from a religious fundamentalist. They're more divisive than they are divine.
1: Speaker of the House Mike Johnson did his own press over the weekend and discussed everything from voting this week on Israel and aid to the Hunter Biden investigation. Johnson spent a fair amount of time working on the investigation of Hunter Biden because he sat on the House Judiciary Committee. He was asked if he will subpoena Hunter Biden. The Speaker said this, Desperate times call for desperate
4: measures and that he is evaluating that possibility i'm looking at that i you know i think that uh Desperate times call for desperate measures, and that perhaps is is overdue. We've not made a full decision yet. I'm, I'm uh, counseling with the uh, attorneys involved on all of this to see what the contours of. I'm, I'm an attorney myself, so I speak the language. Um, we're trying to move forward on some of this very aggressively. I think the American people are owed these answers, and I think uh, our suspicions about all this, um, the evidence that we've gathered so far, as you as you as you know, uh, is is affirming what many of us feared may be the worst. And you know, as Jamie Comer likes to say, bank records don't lie. We already have a lot of this evidence. The dots are being connected, and we'll see where it leads.
1: Joining us now is the founder of the Article 3 Project, Mike Davis. Mike, great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. It's been three weeks since the ouster of Kevin McCarthy, three speaker designees, and we finally got ourselves a new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. He appears to be a God-fearing, American-loving conservative. And that sounds pretty good to me. What are your thoughts? Speaker
2: Mike Johnson will be outstanding. He's a rock solid conservative. He's very smart. He's very effective as a constitutional lawyer. He's well respected by his colleagues and he seems seems to be the only Republican who could thread the needle in the House of Representatives and bring together the Republican caucus and I think he's going to be very effective at countering president biden and actually going on offense with a conservative agenda
1: and obviously the question becomes will he be truly uh, supportive of that house investigating committees because mccarthy appeared to be played to be uh and uh peddled soft peddled the entire enterprise in my opinion your thoughts
2: I I think Mike Johnson, if you look at his track record, uh, he's only been in D.C. for like five or six years. So the swamp has not corrupted him. He uh, was a Louisiana state legislature for a short time, but he's been a, a constitutional lawyer, a conservative constitutional lawyer for a long time. He's like 51 or 52 years old. He's young. He's the next generation of conservative leaders and i think he's going to be great for the republicans i was very worried going into 2024 that we were going to lose the house of representatives because house republicans haven't really stood for anything but i think mike johnson's going to change that i think he's going to right the ship i think he's going to start uh, start going on offense with bold conservative policy initiatives and make the democrats make president biden Explain why they're opposed to uh, policy issues that, like 60 or 65 percent of Americans agree with. So this is a no. this is a good day. Good. And uh,
1: and as one constitutional lawyer to the other, I'm sure he appreciates your plaudits. Uh, uh, this from the head of the uh, the Article three project, the founder and uh, the director of it all. Uh, and I, I get a kick out of when you t- you immediately move to, to issues. By the way, I have the same failing. I'd like to move to issues. Uh, but this is an instance where we're going to need real leadership from a man who's far as I can tell, has never led anything. And it's going. And by the way, the same thing was true of uh, McCarthy uh, and various speakers before him, Paul Ryan, uh, John Boehner. And I think one of the great failings is was uh, at the at the at the time they were speakers is they'd never done anything. They had never led anything. Uh, and I think that's very difficult uh, for any speaker who's going to be in charge of what is effectively a gigantic enterprise, the House of Representatives.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's kind of there's, there's pros and cons to, uh, to not having significant swamp experience. And the, the, you know, the con is, is that you don't, uh, you, you don't know how to play the uniparty's game as well. But the pro is, is that you don't know how to play the uniparty's game as well, so you don't play it. Which is what I hope Mike Johnson does as the speaker of the House is he says we're not going to play this game where we're constantly looking out. For corporate interest, we're constantly fighting for the uniparty in Washington, D.C., and we're ignoring real Americans and real America. And I hope that Mike Johnson changes that and he'll have a, a big, he'll have several big tests, including with this upcoming appropriations fight. Will he actually uh, use the power of the purse to, to tell President Biden to the Senate Democrats that spending is out of control and therefore inflation is out of Control and interest rates are too high. And this is crushing real Americans and real America with their fuel prices, with their grocery prices, with their mortgage interest rates right. that make that makes home inter, home ownership out of reach for too many hardworking everyday Americans. And but it's a zero zero
1: game. But Mike, what kind of Speaker of the House, any Speaker of the House actually do? He has a four-vote majority. The Senate will block him instantly, and the President would simply uh, dismiss uh, anything the House did that that Biden doesn't favor, and he doesn't favor
2: much that comes out of the House. Well, I would make this a political issue. And if I were Speaker Mike Johnson, I would say, look, we are going to put— the federal government on a diet because the federal government spending has been out of control, especially after COVID. And you know, federal spending's gone up by like thirty five or forty percent. And this is this is causing interest rates to go up. This is causing inflation. This is crushing everyday Americans. And my response would be, why are we going to hurt everyday Americans and continue to let the uniparty party spin out of control in Washington, DC? We need to change that. We need to put the federal government on a diet.
1: Well, it's it's great. And I, and I love the idea that the Speaker of the House and the uh, Republican Conference can combine to uh, roll back the uniparty, the deep state, the permanent bureaucracy uh, when none have before him. And he's, uh, he's just hours into his job as we're contemplating what he can do. Uh, what we haven't had Uh, At uh, any point uh, in the 118th Congress is a speaker or a leadership that's willing to to buck Joe Biden when they are called upon uh, to negotiate with him, which is rarely uh, nor is their consent required under this president because he he rules by fiat uh, and uh, executive action. So I'm not sure what the speaker can do except this. The speaker could go after, as you suggest, line items and the appropriations. But even that can be overridden. It's not a unilateral power by any means, is it?
2: Well, I mean, I would say this, that in order for appropriations to happen, the House has to pass it, and the Senate has to pass it, and the President has to sign it. If the House doesn't pass an appropriation, there's no appropriation. And I would say this. I wrote a Fox News opinion piece on this several months ago for Speaker Kevin McCarthy. I think it was back in June. Uh, And what I would say is is that Speaker Mike Johnson should say, look, we are going to hold the line, President Biden and Senate Democrats. This is what we're going to appropriate. You can take it or you can leave it. If you don't want to take it, you can shut down the government. You you can go explain to the American people why this amount of money is not enough To uh, to make the federal government run, and why you want to put the hurt on American people with higher interest rates and inflation.
1: Well, and he's been he hasn't explained that at all because we now have the the highest interest rates in twenty three years and mortgage interest rates. Uh, We also have a a moribund uh, uh, economy that does seem to be emerging, by the way, uh, from a, a slowdown. Uh, But the reality is the limitations here are very difficult to deal with. We're dealing with not an imperial presidency. This is a totalitarian presidency. We're talking with Mike Davis. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the first major test of the most inexperienced speaker of the House since 1883. You're listening to The Great America Show. We'll be right back. We're back with Mike Davis. He's the founder of the Article 3 Project, a great American. Uh, Mike, let's turn to the, what's that issue that is coming at uh, the speaker uh, like a freight train, if you will. Uh, and that is in 23 days, just about 23 days, that uh, CR runs out, that 45-day CR runs out, and he has to decide what to do. What should
2: he do? Yeah, I mean, I I laid out on September 8th, 2023 in a Fox News opinion piece what House Republicans would then Speaker McCarthy should do. And this is what Speaker Mike Johnson should do is the House should pass the spending bills at the levels that House Republicans want to spend and not a penny more. And I think that the House Republicans need to include appropriations writers in these spending bills to cut off this woke, woke, weaponized federal government, where we have transgender surgeries for kids and prisoners, and we have weaponized justice against the president, his top aides, his supporters, pro-life Christians praying outside of abortion clinics, parents outraged by gender chaos and the resulting rape in high school bathrooms. What, What House Republicans need to do is stand up and say to President Biden, you have spent Out of control over the last two and a half years, you've let this one time, supposed one time COVID spending become permanent. And we need to roll this back because again, this is crushing everyday Americans. This is crushing. The the budgets of real Americans in real America with higher interest rates and inflation making it impossible for families to make ends meet. And so instead of crushing families' budgets, we're going to crush the federal budget and roll back federal spending to pre-COVID levels.
1: And so you you think that they should continue with the continuing resolutions?
2: No, I think that they should pass appropriations bills back to the—I think they should pass— a budget, an appropriation bill, several appropriations bills with the with the with the the levels that Republicans want, which are pre COVID levels at a minimum, and then with these appropriations riders to make sure that Biden can't continue his woke, out of control, weaponized government. And let right, the give us Democrats ex-
1: go ahead. G- give us an example of what you would have him not uh, appropriate. Uh, yeah. In the budget process.
2: Yeah. Here's number one. No federal funds may be used to prosecute criminally or civilly any major presidential candidate on or before November 5th, 2024. Uh, any uh, jurisdiction that prosecutes criminally or civilly any major presidential candidate on or before November 5th, 2024, loses all federal funding. These are two appropriations writers pushed by the Article three project. And now Congressman Andrew Clyde, a Republican from Georgia, mm-hmm. has started to champion these in the House of Representatives. We need to end this republic ending election interference and in lawfare against Trump. And if they want to prosecute Trump, do it after the presidential election.
1: And what about, uh, for example, the uh, federal funding of uh, public education. Uh, can you, do you believe you could reach that far uh, as well I, with these uh, these appropriations? Uh, uh, uh,
2: what would you call it?
1: nullification. yeah,
2: let me let me just give you some examples on riders that we could use. No federal funds can go to any government body, organization or contractor and this includes schools that intentionally discriminates based upon race, and that includes race-based affirmative action. You can't provide gender affirming care, which are uh, life altering pills or surgeries on kids or prisoners. Mm -hmm. You can't employ illegal immigrants. Uh, You can't allow illegal immigrants to vote in your state or local elections. You can't have state or local governments refuse to cooperate with federal immigration enforcement. You can't censor political viewpoints and you can't implement covid vaccine mandates or lockdowns. Any more unless those are specifically authorized by new state authorization,
1: yeah, but to this point, you could make all of those proclamations, but you'd still just be the House of Representatives. you have to do it by not funding them. Uh, you can't be prescriptive uh, in, in making policy without the uh, without the uh, uh, the uh, Senate uh, approving what be, would
2: be a, a lawful uh, order of the legislature. But no, it, that's 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 correct, Lou. You would have the House pass these appropriations bills right. with these appropriations writers, these writers that have like sixty or sixty or seventy percent support among the American people, and let Senate Democrats and let President Biden shut down the federal government because they want to to keep funding okay. pills and surgeries, gender mutilating surgeries on kids. Let well, them. I'm all for that all of American
1: it. People. There's no. nothing that you've said that I wouldn't be for hundred percent. But let me ask you, how does it work uh, with appropriations as a motive, uh, if you will, as a resolution for a president who is refusing to uh, to secure our borders and and to bring in illegal immigrants uh, only uh, through the lawful uh, immigration process? How, how do you do that with appropriations? Because the, the you can't not fund customs and border patrol because they're not doing anything. So that won't have any effect. You can't do anything with immigration customs enforcement because they're not doing anything. Uh, how do you get to that through appropriations?
2: Yeah, I mean you, you include these policy writers that were just that I've discussed and laid out in this right. Fox News opinion piece. And what you say to the Senate Democrats is you can take this House Republican budget with the with with this diet for the federal government and these policy writers Ah, uh, to to bring our country back from the brink of this woke chaos and and uh, this weaponized justice system. If you don't want to accept the Senate Democrats and President Biden, if you don't want to accept this appropriation, uh, these appropriations bills from House Republicans that have 65 percent American supports, then guess what? You're going to have to explain to the American people why you want to shut down the federal governments to protect your special interests. You want to shut down the government so your your whack job special interest groups can continue to mutilate kids with gender-affirming care.
1: We're talking with Mike Davis. We're coming right back. We're going to examine further this idea uh, and talk about a number of other ideas on how to pursue precisely what Mike Davis is talking about. Uh, It really is an opening to possibility in in these dark days of the Biden-Marxist-Dem regime. We'll be right back. As you write your life story, you're far from finished.
3: Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure Equal Opportunity Lender NMLS 1717824 terms and conditions apply visit figure.com for more information for licensing information go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org
1: We're back with Mike Davis article 3 project founder and director uh, doing great things for the country and amongst them uh, if you will counseling the new speaker and the House of Representatives on what they need to do for America through appropriations uh, you know I was talking Mike uh with Uh, With Devin Nunes, former uh, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, the the head of the uh, media, Trump Media and Technology uh, uh, Group, a a great, a great American as well. I mean, he's just a super guy. he was talking about 30-day rolling CRs, for example, uh, another way to get at the same issue that you're talking about. You don't get funded if you don't do it right. And if you don't follow the law and you don't follow the, the national security interests. Uh, I like what you're saying. I like the idea of the appropriations process. And, uh, and I, frankly, I like also the CR uh, resolution, too. But the question becomes, why in the world haven't they done it before? Why from the from the beginning of this
2: of this if this Congress back in, in January why not do that? You know that's the problem, Lou. I've been a I was a very loud and vocal critic of Kevin McCarthy for many years because of his position on big tech, and I just thought he was too cozy cozied up to the the corporate lobby interest in Washington D.C. But that that was why I wrote this Fox News opinion piece because I actually wanted kevin mccarthy to succeed as the speaker because it's good for our country if he actually follows conservative policies i'm sorry mike i can't do it i I can't
1: do it again that's three or four times you've said the fox news
2: article you wrote do you know
1: how much i detest fox news
2: <laughs> well this is this is foxnews.com. I would have published it in another. I don't care if it's Fox
1: News uh, taxi business. I, I, I mean once I can play with, maybe twice, <laughs> but to make it a constant stream, I can't. <laughs> I got can we rephrase I, that please? I hear
2: you. My opinion piece that because, I wrote by the was way,
1: not a, a radio or podcast audience doesn't care what's in any other publication or media. Uh, they, they want you to give it color and life and substance and shape.
2: No, I understand that what I, but I laid it out pretty clearly for Kevin McCarthy and I think that I hope that speaker Mike Johnson pursues an appropriation strategy where they are. Cutting spending, putting the federal government on a diet and pursuing key policy prescriptions that we need in this country to right the ship. Our country has been taking over. Has been taken over by the Marxist left, and they are playing for keeps they are destroying our country. They're taking over. They've taken over every institution in America, uh, uh, including the military. It seems like the only institution the Marxist left hasn't gotten their claws into is the is maybe a big, big energy, big oil and that's coming next, of course, but. We need Republicans to start to fight back against this. And the leverage that Republicans have right now is through the appropriations process
1: absolutely and I and by the way I just so you know I, I had a, a sh- had a shudder when you said big oil because all I'm thinking is they're going to do the same thing they did in the uh, in the legal profession the judiciary our law schools and they're going to start from within uh, and corrupt uh, the entire uh, organizations uh, in, in a matter of decades uh, looking at what is happening to Donald Trump, attorneys becoming prosecutors' star witnesses. That's a headline in Politico. Uh, in Insider, a judge threatens President Trump with sanctions again, and in fact, wants to imprison him if he violates a gag order. The ACLU, for crying out loud, says the gag order is too broad. That's a, a, a restrained way to say it's it's an awful idea. Uh, the legal profession has turned into a Marxist dim enterprise. And there is no hope of a fair trial in this country at all, is there?
2: That's exactly right, Lou. Look, you—it is unconstitutional. It is, it is a—it is obscene. It is un-American to gag a criminal defendant, where the criminal defendants can't criticize the judge, the court staff, the prosecutor, and the process. If there's anyone in the country who needs the first amendment right to speak out it is a criminal defendant going through this criminal process and these democrat judges in new york and in D.C. have turned the Constitution on its head. The Constitution is supposed to be a shield that protects us from the government, and they've turned the Constitution into a sword that the government uses to come after us. And to gag a criminal defendant, that is that is crossing a red line. To threaten to imprison a criminal defendant for criticizing the judge or his staff, that is what happens in third-world Marxist hellholes, and now— Places like Washington, D. C. and New York City. This is unacceptable. And if, if these judges need to back off that D. C. judge, Tanya Shukin had a tactical retreat when when President Trump's lawyers filed very good briefs with the court saying, listen, you D. C. deranged partisan Obama judge if you try to silence. Donald Trump, we're going to take this up to the D.C. Circuit and the Supreme Court. This goofball judge in New York City, Judge Ergowan or whatever the hell his name is, hasn't yeah. gotten that memo yet. But that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's going at it hard and strong still. He's threatening to imprison him for crying out loud. And I don't understand why. And you maybe shouldn't if you would uh, explain to us why in the world. His attorneys wouldn't go immediately to the Supreme Court, appeal that conduct, and condemn it. And why in the world isn't the legal profession condemning judges
2: who are behaving like this? Well, it's because, as you know, Lou, there is the Trump derangement exception to every law, every constitutional amendment, every norm in our country. You have these deranged Democrats and these weak uniparty Republicans who think that we can just go after Trump and railroad him on uh, they they can take away his attorney client privilege they can take away his due process rights they can take away his first amendment rights they can imprison him they can fine him they can bankrupt him because it's Donald Trump this this the the, the republicans Conservatives, they need to start fighting back. It seems like I'm the lawyer out there for the last 15 months fighting about, fighting back against this lawfare and election Absolutely. interference. I, I, I hope other Republican lawyers can start to find their backbones.
1: Well, and we appreciate and uh, thank you and uh, commend you for all that you and the Article 3 project are doing, uh, trying to bring sanity to the legal system. Uh, I am just, my question is, what good is any any system of justice that denies anyone justice and what good is any judiciary system whose judges are all in the tank for one party or the other? It is outrageous, and to and all I can hear still are the echoes from the chief justice, uh, the weak-kneed, uh, spineless chief justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, saying, "There are no Obama judges, there are no Bush judges, there are no Republican judges, Democrat." He's, I, I mean, what kind of simple-minded?
2: fool would buy that crap you you get the last word here mike yeah lou there are definitely obama judges and these these are not this is not your parents or grandparents democrat party these are marxist they don't care about the rule of law they don't care about free speech they believe in censorship they don't believe in due process they believe in weaponized justice against their political enemies they don't believe in equality they believe they in even
1: marxism
2: they're marxist right. They believe they they only care about getting the result and that is a marxist result and that is what we are up against and that is what the article 3 project is fighting every second of every day.
1: And where is that website?
2: That's article3project.org, article number 3 project.org.
1: Thanks so much for being with us. Mike Davis, uh, a great American fighting the good fight. We appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. Thank you, Thank you Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show will be Heritage Foundation senior fellow Mike Gonzalez as we take up the Israel-Hamas war, campus anti-Semitic radicalism, the Marxist domination of our universities, and the Democrat Party. Please join us for all of that and more. And join us each and every weekday. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.